potential sponsors. My name is James Baca, also known as the Notorious Banker. I am the host, creator, and proprietor of the Notorious Banker Project. I am also a consumer advocate who helps customers solve complex financial issues. I would love to have you as a sponsor of my content. The Notorious Banker has a critically acclaimed podcast of the same name, listened to by 10,000 people an episode, and we also have a very active Twitter community with thousands of posts monthly, creating millions of impressions and engagement per month. Also, a burgeoning young adult fan base on TikTok at Notorious Banker with 5,700 loyal followers and growing. I am looking for a dedicated sponsor who will help my project grow and will also let me be a loyal advocate for your company or product. 13 years in a financial institution has given me sales skills which will help me promote your company as I continue my journey into bettering financial lives. Ad packages are as affordable as $10 cost per mil which includes cross promotion on my social media channels, podcasts, and any direct promotion desired by you. Please contact me at james at thenotoriousbanker.com or go to thenotoriousbanker.com slash sponsorship for more details. Let's enlighten the amazing follower base of The Notorious Banker with your product, my podcast, and our goal to better our followers' financial lives. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, it's James and welcome to The Notorious Banker Podcast. 3,155 amazing followers on Twitter. Dozens more at patreon.com slash notoriousbanker, where for as little as a $1 contribution, you can help me, the Notorious Banker, fight back against big banks. And 5,740 amazing followers at TikTok, at Notorious Banker. Guys, thank you so much for the love and support. I really do appreciate it. This is going to be a special emergency podcast of the Notorious Banker, based on some somewhat breaking news. And I'll get into that in just a second. Um, that happened with Wells Fargo this morning. And how one um, small CNBC report by Hewson turned into 11,000 plus comments on Wells Fargo on Twitter, making it a worldwide trending topic, if you can believe that. Um, if you do hear a whirring in the background, I want to preliminarily apologize for that. I actually bought the Arctic Chill or the Arctic Cooler, whatever it's called, the infomercial on TV, the one where you pour water into it and then it makes the air cooler around you. I've told you before when I do podcasts, even in the wintertime, it gets to be like over 100 degrees in here because maybe it's just the way that I operate when I talk. I guess I sweat or I guess it's just I run hot when I get so excited about anything. And of course, talking about big banks is my thing. But it's been really freaking hot summertime over here in New Mexico and I needed to do something about it. So I bought this thing and um, I'll give you my full review of this on a future podcast because I want to make this short and sweet. But so far, so good. I like it, and it's going to keep me cool for hopefully this 20 to 30-minute podcast that I plan on doing about this. All right, so let's get down to it. At 8.34 a.m. my time, 10.34 Eastern, I was donating plasma. I had a needle in my arm. I was making $50 for my hour's work of getting blood sucked out of me and getting put back in but separating the plasma. And then Hugh Sun, a reporter from CNBC, who I enjoy um, reading his articles and he's, he's pretty active on Twitter, and he's kind of commented on a couple of things that I've said, so I really appreciate that. Um, posted a story, um, Wells Fargo tells customers it's shuttering all personal lines of credit. Now, the headline itself is something to be desired, in my personal opinion. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, you know, a personal line of credit, to me, automatically, word association means credit card because it's a personal credit card it's a line of credit attached to a card it's the wrong wording so basically personal lines of credit let me just do a quick definition is this little account that you can draw off of 
let's call it a marker for those of you who gamble, who go to Vegas or the Native American casinos or whatever. A marker is whenever you ask for credit at the casino, they say, okay, you're good for 10000 and you go to the casino cage and say, hey, I got a marker, can I get 1000 out? And they give you 1000 to go gamble. Basically, that's what a personal line of credit is. It's an account that has a credit line on it that you draw out of, and some people do it to pay like property taxes, some do it to pay you know income tax, um, some do it to, hey, I need to go buy... Um, a car for my daughter, so I'm going to take 5000 out of here and I'm going to pay myself back. It's there in case you need to draw out on it. Now, one of my followers, uh, Tom, who I talk to all the time on Twitter at BankBetterGuy, asked me, is it a home equity line of credit? No, it's not a home equity line of credit. It's not collateralized, and I had to check if that was a word, uh, with anything, okay? There's no, you know, you don't put your home up. You don't put, hey, I got a 100-inch TV, so if I don't pay it, you can re repossess it. Banks don't do that shit. This is solely based on your credit history, it's based on your credit score, it's based on all those factors, and Wells Fargo makes a decision, hey, this is how much, um, this is how much money we think we can give you uh, that you'll pay back, and this is going to be the effective rate, and this is going to be your uh, monthly payment if you take it all out, and it's due on this date. It's, it's a credit card without calling it a credit card. And I'll, and I'll get to that a little bit more in a second here. Uh, the key points on the CNBC article, which I will link to in the show notes, says the bank is shutting down all existing personal lines of credit in coming weeks and no longer offers the product, according to customer letters reviewed by CNBC. Here's the thing. if they And I believe they still offered the product. Bank of America stopped offering that product years ago. I was still working at Bank of America Whenever um, they got rid of those things, because I I would see it every once in a while. It would say secure line of credit or something. I had no freaking clue what that was, nor did I ever see anyone use it. So that tells you how how little it's used. So if they if they offered the product, um, it's probably buried within uh, the pages of their account product guide because it's something that would be so obscure that the average banker, the average branch manager, even probably doesn't know that it exists for new account holders but maybe they have an old timer who goes to their to their bank and they'll see that line of credit on their screen it's it's a total non-factor in my opinion second bullet point the product which typically gave users three thousand to a hundred thousand in revolving credit lines was pitched as a way to consolidate higher interest credit card debt pay for home renovations or avoid overdraft fees on link checking accounts so the third part first, the overdraft fees on link checking accounts. If you have a $100,000 line of credit and you use this for overdraft protection, someone sold you a bill of goods, my friend. Because honestly, you wouldn't use this high dollar thing for just strictly overdraft protection. Maybe you would link it up for that just in case shit happens, but you wouldn't get it because of that. Okay, you just never would get it because of that. Pay for home renovations. There's another product, a home equity line of credit, which Wells Fargo did announce last year. They weren't offering those either, okay? So they weren't offering lines of credit either, home equity lines of credit either. So I understand maybe some people would use it for that, and maybe they're like, well, I don't want to put my home up as collateral for that. Well, basically, you're still having to pay the piper no matter what, and chances are it's probably at a higher percentage rate. 
and then higher interest credit card debt yeah maybe if you have 10 credit cards and all of them are 18 percent or higher and this revolving line of credit was nine it's a good way of saving a little bit of money so that's a good idea so some people would use that but it's not something that people would use all the time typically it was used as a one-time thing and it just stayed there stayed there unused and the third bullet point with its latest move wells fargo warned customers that the account closures quote may have an impact on your credit score and quote according to a frequently asked questions segment in a letter i will get to that because that's the thing that pisses me off that's the thing that i want to talk about and um frankly that's just, that's the thing that you should worry about so the first part of this article says wells fargo is ending a popular consumer lending product angering some of its customers dude it's not popular it's not i i, I swear to you it is not an account that i dealt with all the time and yes i worked at bank of america i did not work at wells fargo but this is something that never came up in conversation for those customers who had accounts at both banks it, it, it just it's not a thing okay it's not a real thing and anyone who says that it is um is lying <laughs> there's no other way about it so i think people are misinformed um, and I'm going to get to the personal loan thing. I, I loaded up the Wells Fargo personal loan page here in a second. And it says the revolving credit lines, which let people borrow three to 100000 blah, blah, blah. I went over that already. So the bank says in a six-page letter, I'm going to quote it here. I'm going to do my bank voice too. <clears throat> Wells Fargo recently reviewed its product offerings and decided to discontinue offering new personal and portfolio line of credit accounts and close all existing accounts. The move would let the bank focus on credit cards and personal loans, it said. Okay, bingo, bingo. That There it is right there. And then there's a paragraph about Charles Scharf and how he's trying to overcome COVID and uh, the asset cap that, that Wells Fargo was still under, the fake account scandal, or my bad, the unauthorized account scandal, talking about that. The asset cap has cost the bank billions in lost earnings based on the balance sheet. It's also affected Wells Fargo's customers. Last year, the lender told staff it was halting all new home equity lines of credit and then months later, they withdrew from a segment of the auto lending business. So with the latest move, Wells Fargo warned customers about the account closures may have an impact on your credit score. Another part of the FAQ asserted that the account closures couldn't be reviewed or reversed. We apologize for the inconvenience this line of credit closure would cause. The account closure is final. So people who say, you know, fuck Wells Fargo, this is the worst thing in the world. They can close your checking or savings account at any time. They can close your credit card at any time. Um, that's just part of the rules, okay? And I don't like the rules. This is why this podcast exists, because there are certain rules that make absolutely no sense. But you know all that bullshit you get whenever you open up a new product? You get a credit card, and you get that, that book that's folded um, you know, three ways, and it has tons of terms and conditions. Basically, that says we can close this out whenever you want, and you have to pay this back in full at this rate. So Wells Fargo is not doing anything that they didn't already say that they could do. Let me just put it that way. That, that's not the point, okay? The point is, people on Twitter are just going apeshit about this. I, ca I can't believe it. I, I literally can't believe how I thought this was, to put it in someone who I commented's post, a big nothing burger. Dude, I think this is a triple nothing burger with extra cheese, um, extra pickles, and some secret sauce on there on a sesame seed bun. For the people who have this line of credit... 
if they do not have another product with Wells Fargo, even in the midst of Wells Fargo overselling the shit out of its customers, then that customer, for some strange reason, put themselves at a disadvantage as a customer because this product is not the only product that Wells Fargo has that, that does the things that it says that it does. Honestly, a basic credit card can solve a lot of problems, can help you with balance transfers to pay off those higher credit cards. If you have a home repair that is not a huge one, not a $20,000 one, yeah, getting a $5,000 credit card at 0% interest for a year can be more beneficial to you than having this line of credit at a fixed rate. Because unless you're not going to pay it back in a year, it's not going to benefit you. And that that's what I don't think people get. You know what I mean? So the people who have this closed down, I just posted on Twitter, um, how many people out of the 35 million customers or whatever Wells Fargo has, has this personal or portfolio line of credit, but has no other methods of doing business um, with their money or money that they're borrowing, meaning a plastic credit card or a plastic debit card or checks even, for God's sakes. And I'm going to say the number is probably less than 10,000. I'm going to say it's 5,000 customers out of tens of millions. That's how obscure this product is for active users of it who don't have any other methods of using it. And surely they have credit cards elsewhere. And surely the people who have those lines of credit probably have goddamn amazing credit. So, you know, I'm not going to cry a bunch of tears for these people who, yeah, they're going to get a credit score hit. And we'll get to that in a second here. But trust me when I say they will be okay. They will be okay. And this is someone who hates Wells Fargo telling you it's going to be okay. But, you know, like I said, Twitter is just blowing up on this. I, I went from just seeing this going, oh, okay, that's interesting news. And it's something that I've seen before with the home equity line of credit. To having over 11,000 posts about Wells Fargo just in a short amount of time. And it's all the same tropes, man. It's all the same stuff. Wells Fargo should have been out of business in 2008 and blah, 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 bailouts and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 fake account scandal. Yeah, it's cool to talk about the same things over and over again. But here's the thing that bugs me about that, okay? And and this is kind of why this podcast exists. I, I've told you many times in the 150 plus episodes of this podcast, all the effort that I put in, my blood, sweat, and tears, and there's a lot of sweat. That's why I bought the Arctic Chill that you're hearing buzzing in the background here. All the effort that I put into this is to say it's okay to dislike big banks. It's okay to hate big banks for what they are and what they stand for. Here's my problem with that. If you say, I hate Bank of America, or I hate Wells Fargo, or I hate Chase, give me a reason why, rather than just say because, oh, they charge fees, or oh, because they took money from the government. Dude, I can give you a list of mom-and-pop businesses that you want to support local um, that took PPP money that they didn't need it. There are businesses in my hometown that I will no longer frequent because they took PPP loans. When I know damn well they didn't need it, and damn well they used it to pocket the money themselves. And yes, they found a way to justify it, make some payroll, and a lot of the loan was forgiven, depending on the bank that you went to. But, I mean, there, there are just literally some places I will no, never go to again, because I know that, one, they took the money, they took, you know, government money, and they gave it to their employees, 60% of it to payroll or whatever. The rest of it they did for whatever. They found ways around it. They talked to their accountants and used it for bullshit. 
and got that loan forgiven. So you can't talk about bailouts whenever. Honestly, I took unemployment too. I'm finding ways to continue to make money and operate as a notorious banker as I fight for you guys as well. We're all guilty. We all got blood on our hands there. So whenever you say, oh, because of the bailouts, you know, yeah. And, you know, we know that they were bad then. We know that it sucks. We know that they didn't deserve it for all the shitty things that they've done. But, you know, 11,000 people saying the same thing for something that happened 13 years ago. It's just old news and it's tired. The fake account thing, yeah, it's fine. It's like, you know, they're like, well, how many of these personal lines of credit were fake accounts at the open? There's paperwork, man. There's weeks worth of paperwork. There's interaction that has to happen with customers. That's the part that gets me mad. Okay, so there's, there's things on the post here that just really riled me up. And I just wanted to say, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I want you to understand and listen to what this product actually is and just go, oh, typical Wells Fargo. No, they're getting rid of a product that no one uses, okay? They're getting rid of a product that no one's ever going to use. Um, there was this weird mixture of um, cranberries, sunflower seeds, cashews, whatever, that Ocean Spray, uh, the people who make cranberries, offered. And it was like in the peanut section of my grocery store. And it was there for the longest time. It was like fucking $10 for this little tub of cranberries and cashews or whatever. And no one bought it. No one bought it. So then it went to clearance for $3, and I found a $5 rebate on one of the online rebate apps. I said, screw it, I'm going to buy it. And I bought hundreds of them. And, you know, it's because they clearanced it because it wasn't popular. But it only became popular with me when I figured out that, hey, I can make money. So all these things that people complain about with Wells only becomes popular and relevant to them whenever they see something on the news and they want to just jump on, on the pile and say, oh, yeah, fake accounts, all this and that. This thing literally impacts, I would say, upper middle class to rich people more than it does any poor customer. There is not a poor customer that likely had the credit score or the the means to get approved for this line of credit when this line of credit was around and used. And anyone who applied for it, it's weird because there are more advantageous products that Wells had at that point, which is why Wells said we want to focus more on cards. Yes, they make more money on cards with swipe fees and all that stuff, but the fact of the matter is this, it is beneficial for the customer to, to get that particular product, period, end of story. So the whole dogpiling on Wells, it's all well and good, but understand why you dislike them rather than just say, I dislike them because they did this and that. If it didn't impact you, um, figure out another reason to dislike them, okay? And, and, and it's fine, okay? It's fine if you want to support your friends, you want to support your family or someone you know who has been impacted with fees but that's not that's not pretend to be um you know in my in my area here the southwestern part of the u.s hispanic culture we say ass hurt are you going to be ass hurt about this because it never impacted you you're just saying all the other things that they did wrong as a way of piling on when you don't even understand what the news article is about the thing that bugs me most about this personal lines of credit going away of course is what it's saying um this may have an impact on your credit score yes it does this is why i tell people even on the notorious bankers twitter at bank better guy and anyone who you know confides in me personally it's like oh i hate bank of america i can't wait to close this credit card out when it's at zero no don't close the credit card out because then they win because you pay it off to zero and you go from five credit cards to four and your credit score is already teetering at average you're like a 670 and all of a sudden, you're going to go down to 650. And you're like, my credit score went down. Why? Because I paid off my credit card 
I should have it higher, right? No, because you got rid of the card. So now you don't have that bank vouching for you, saying, oh, yeah, that guy's cool. He pays off his card all the time. So Wells Fargo getting rid of this is basically Wells Fargo as, like, if, if you're a group of friends in high school and some new kid goes to school and then that guy says, oh, no, that guy's cool. He's with us. Wells Fargo is basically not going to vouch for you anymore with your friends and say, oh, yeah, James is good. Yeah, he's good. He has good credit. He can come with us. So, you know, basically, I understand that part of it. And you should be mad at that because people work hard for their credit scores. But I'm going to tell you, the people who get impacted with it who are on the fringes of credit are going to be the most impacted because that can be life or death when it comes to um, getting to a point where they want to buy a house or a car or something. But someone who has 15 credit cards, who makes 200 k a year, who has a million dollars in assets with Wells or other banks or whatever, and they have this little $3,000 line of credit that's closed out, Dude, it's not going to impact them at all. It, is, it will not impact those people by a damn sight. I promise you. It, you know, it'll, it'll be a blip. It'll be a one-point drop, and then it'll go back up to normal in a month. They'll figure out a way, and the, the system itself will figure out a way. Um, that being said, I'm really exploring this whole helping people repair their credit thing that I want to do full-time as a notorious banker as well. And I'll give you more info on that on a future podcast. Um, and then here's another part of this article. It says, Wells Fargo didn't directly answer questions as to what role, if any, the Fed asset cap played in this move. It didn't. It didn't, you know, because they can't make money off these things because no one uses them. They're just lines of credit that are there. The bank gave this statement. <clears throat> bank voice. In an effort to simplify our product offerings, we've made the decision to no longer offer personal lines of credit as we feel we can better meet the borrowing needs of our customers through credit cards and personal loan products. I've already told you the, the benefit of credit cards over this line of credit, this old tired product that I literally had never seen used in the 13 years I was at Bank of America. I'm going to the personal loan section here of wellsfargo.com. Rates as low as 5.74%. As low as, okay? So it's in big numbers there, 5.74%. That doesn't mean you're going to get that. As low as, that means like the perfect storm of good credit and all this stuff. And that's based on a $10,000 personal loan with a three-year term and a relationship discount of 0.25%. So the relationship discount is based on if you have money. So if you have money then technically you don't need the loan, but you want it there because you don't want to spend your money to consolidate debt or whatever. Whatever. So it says at least 10% of approved applicants qualified for the lowest rate available based on data from 12-1-2020 to 2-8-21. That means 90% of people did not get 5.74%. The rates shown are subject to change without notice. So the loan product is theoretically just as bad. It, it, you know... The lowest rate available assumes excellent credit history. That means you better be fucking flawless. You better be flawless in order to get that. It says, before you apply, we encourage you to carefully consider whether consolidating your existing debt is the right choice for you. Meaning, don't close out your credit cards. Meaning that maybe you're better off owing these little places because you're developing a good payment history. And, you know, for Wells Fargo to say that's actually pretty bold. Consolidating multiple debts means you'll have a single payment monthly, but it may not reduce or pay off your debt sooner. The payment reduction may come from a lower interest rate, a longer loan term, or a combination of both. By extending the loan term, you may be paying more in interest over the life of a loan. So you, you know, and this is the type of thing that I, it doesn't say you can, um, well, you can apply online. 
So, you know, I don't know how often they do personal loans at Wells. It's been a while since I talked to a Wells banker. But you don't necessarily go straight for the personal loan. You go for the credit card. And this is what I used to tell, and I was just telling uh, my listener, Tom. You know, these personal lines of credit were things that I used to, you know, talk about as, um, I used to talk to, about credit cards as lines of credit because there were some old people that just were afraid of credit cards. They've seen the horror stories. They think credit cards just have all these crazy fees and terms and conditions. They do, but if you play your cards right, no pun intended, you're not going to get all of that. So I would tell people who were looking to balance transfer fees or balance transfer um, other credit cards, excuse me, I would say, well, you can get a line of credit with Bank of America for $10,000. And with that, you can pay off your Discover, your Citibank, and your Chase card. Now, okay, so it is technically a credit card in the sense you will get a piece of plastic. But this is what, I, this is what I'm telling you, Mr. Customer. We'll, we'll do electronically transfer to all these banks to pay off your debts. You'll have one bill a month, and you can come pay it on the 10th of every month for this amount of money. And by 18 months, you'll have it paid off. I say when you get the card, just do me two things because I want to make sure that it goes well for you. Call the number to activate the card. This gave me the sales credit. Number two, go ahead and cut the card in half. That way no one can find it, no one can steal it, no one can use it. And guess what? It'd be easier to kind of spot fraud because it's the only thing that you're going to use this card for is to consolidate debt, right? Right. So just cut the card, put it away in a safe place, and don't even think about it. And once this line of credit is paid off with your other cards being paid off, then just let me know and we'll close the card out. Most people didn't. Most people forgot. But at the same time, they weren't charging anything on it anymore. But it was more advantageous for them to get that because maybe they had a promo offer or something on there. A personal line of credit had a fixed rate. There wasn't any promotional offer tied to it. So I'm not crying for the people who lost this. Like I said, I'm just not. You know, um, you know, just looking at the personal loan things here, it says, example, $12,000 borrowed over 36 months at 12% APR, which is double what they're offering on top. The monthly payment is $399. Okay, 11.99 is better than most credit cards granted, okay? But these things are are just different ways of kind of selling the product. It's a different way of selling you basically the same thing. So when the bank says, I'm getting rid of this particular obscure product, people are fucking flipping out like it's the end of society as we know it. It's not. It's one stupid product, guys. One product. Customers have been giving a 60-day notice that their accounts will be shuttered and remaining balances will require regular minimum payments at a fixed rate. When it was offered, the credit lines had variable interest rates ranging from 9.5 to 21%. Literally in the credit card range, guys. There is no fucking difference between the products that they say that they're going to pivot to and this. So I don't understand why people are, are shitting bricks over this when it's literally not an advantageous product. It's, it's not. Trust me. The move is a strange one given the banking industry's need to boost loan growth. And this isn't the, the podcast for that type of person that says, oh, loan growth. And, you know, like, I, I don't talk in stock market terms. I don't talk in CNBC terms, which is probably why I'm, why I'm not popular with the CNBC crowd. Okay, because, yes, they need to boost loan growth, but... These, these are things that were applied for fucking 20 years ago, probably. They're, the height of this was like 20 years ago. 
We had a 4th of July concert here in Las Cruces, and they had Gin Blossoms headlining the 4th of July concert. I love Gin Blossoms. I, I really do. I love that song, Hey Jealousy. It's, you know, it's 90s music, man. I love it. But that song was 30 years ago, <laughs> and you're selling it to me like, hey, come see this awesome brand new band. No, we know a tired, worn-out product when we see one. We got Gin Blossoms because we can't get Metallica. Okay, so what I'm saying is that lone product that's going away is the Gin Blossoms. It's, it's, it's 90s mentality, 90s way of banking. It's a 90s product, and the people who had the product probably started their relationship with Wells or its predecessor, Norwest, or hell, even Wachovia, in the fucking 90s, okay? It, it Trust me when I say... It is something that it's like, you know, your dad thinks he's still cool all these years later. And you're like, can someone tell dad that he's not cool? In fact, everything that he has is so worn out and played out that it's it's retro. It's not even hip and modern anymore. That's what this line of credit is. It's it's not an important product to Wells Fargo. And it's, trust me, it's not an important product to the people who had it. But yet they're going to take a front and a fence to it because it's closed out. Now, the, honestly, that means you need to address your banking regardless. And I'm not saying, hey, go to a banker so they can upsell you. But it's saying that, you know what, you should never think of a bank account or a loan product as forever. You should always look for something bigger or better. I always get upset whenever people say, well, I closed down my 30-year credit card because I asked for a, a, a rate decrease. I used to have this shit at Bank of America all the time. I'm going to be straight up with you. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. I used to have old people go, yeah, I called to get my, my interest rate lowered from 9.99 to 7.99 to match my Discover card, and Bank of America refused. So I'm going to close this card now. This is bullshit. I fucking hate this bank. It's ridiculous. And, you know, these were customers that were my friends. These were customers that were close to me. So I would tell them, I would say, well, what do you do with this card? Do you carry a balance month over month? No, I pay it off in full every month. What what the fuck are you complaining about? You're never going to see a penny of interest if you pay it off in full every month. So why does it matter that it's two percentage points lower, which is literally, you know, a $2 difference on $100 or whatever? It's the principle of it. Well, you know, the principle of it is one thing, but you have taught yourself never to worry about such things. So why are you getting upset about something that you literally will never do? That's the kind of stuff that I get frustrated with. And like I said, this is the kind of stuff I get upset with with customers who don't understand why they hate banks. They just say, I hate them all because of all this stuff that had nothing to do with me. No, find your own personalized reason to dislike them. Then we can talk, okay? So, you know, we're talking about all these things. Um, how many customers use the credit line that it's eliminating? It had $24.9 billion in loans in a category called, quote, other consumer as of March. And I don't know what that means either. And then it says, one customer said the change is prompting him to switch banks over a decade after more than a decade of Wells Fargo. And if this guy's a listener or follower, my name's sorry, Tim Tomasi from Portland, Oregon. Um, give me a fucking break here. Said that he used a personal line of credit linked to his checking account to avoid expensive overdraft fees. <sighs> okay, so... Yeah, he is using that. He is paying on his line of credit... To avoid overdraft fees, yes, they're $35 per, I understand that. But he's spending more than he's putting in. That's problem one right there. Problem two is, why? if he's a programmer, I'm assuming he's loaded. I'm assuming he makes way more than I do. 
What's up with the overdrafts? Why are you so reckless with your account and you need this? And then he says, it's a bit upsetting. They're a big bank and I'm a small person. And it feels like they're making decisions for their bottom line and not for customers. A lot of people are in my position. They need a cushion every once in a while from a line of credit. Dude, you're the only person I've ever known <laughs> to use this line of credit for that purpose. I Like, seriously. Like, do you have a savings account? Do you have, a, you know, a credit card? The way that he has it set up is old school. It's an old mentality. And I guarantee you someone like this was offered a credit card and say, hey, you want to link that for overdraft protection? Nah, I got this line of credit. Or you got a million dollars in your savings account. You want to link this to your checking account to avoid fees? No, I don't want to dip into my savings. Well, you're dipping into the money that you're spending by overspending. So, to, like I said, to have that upfront saying they're going to close it out, yeah, it sucks. It sucks whenever a bank breaks up with you. I deal with that a lot as a notorious banker with the people that I help. But here's the thing, and I'm just going to wrap it up here because I want you to read this article and then see the fun on Twitter. Um, just type in Wells Fargo uh, personal line of credit. I'm sure you'll see all the crazy comments there. You know, you're one person. I, I get that. Can one person change the world? I like to think that it can because I want to think that yours truly, the notorious banker, can change the world with these conversations about bank accounts and stuff like that. But you're getting mad at Wells Fargo for getting rid of a product that is is basically subsidizing you overspending out of your account and they're to blame? No, a customer is to blame at that point. You're going to see the most customer friendly person in the world in yours truly but this person is saying that he uses it to avoid expensive overdraft fees what is he doing day to day to his account that is causing him to have to dip into that line of credit over and over again and and another thing too whenever he says that it's for their bottom line and not their customers i'll be frank with you and i'm gonna say this in defense of big banks oh my god can you believe that uh, when i typically use this information against them yeah, absolutely. They're thinking of their bottom line because they feel customers like that person are are high maintenance. They're the ones who are going to complain about a $2 a month fee. They're the ones who are going to stand in the line to speak to a manager, talk about this and that. They're going to get this letter in the mail. And he's probably going to go to Wells Fargo and say, oh, I got interviewed by CNBC and this is what's happening. You guys are ridiculous and bailouts and fake accounts and blah, blah, blah. Yes, all that shit that they did was wrong. But here's the problem. You need to look in yourself to see what's going on with you with the excessive overdraft fees that you may be subject to based on overspending, based on spending more money than what you bring in, to be quite honest and frank with you, rather than get mad at them for getting rid of the thing that saves your ass over and over again. This this is, this is um, time is now, Tim Tomasi. To actually say, hey, you know what, they're getting rid of this, so yeah, fuck Wells Fargo. But um, to make sure that I don't pay these expensive bank overdraft fees, and maybe I should think about my spending, and maybe I should figure out a better way to do things going forward. But no, you know, people want to punch, um, you know, a company like Wells Fargo for no reason. And I understand it. I take shots at them all the time, not being a customer for two years. I probably have no right having that. Having that no connection to them, I guess, you know. But I've been there and I've been in banking, so I know what, why certain things are the way that they are. And trust me when I say the people who are offended by this 
who don't have a line of credit, who don't even know what it is, because literally out of that, probably now 12,000 comments on Twitter, half the people think that it's mortgages or credit cards or like all loan products, whatever. Like they're getting rid of customers. Dude, there will be a podcast of the Notorious Banker when Wells Fargo and Bank of America find a way to divest itself of millions of customers. The time is not now. The people who get are getting this product closed out are not leaving Wells Fargo unless they get mad and they want to based on this. But trust me when I say this is a big nothing sandwich for them right now. Triple nothing burger, like I said. And even to me, the Notorious Banker, who finds a way to piss on big banks any way possible because... They really need to be called out for a lot of things. This is just a product going away that, trust me when I say, not a lot of people use. Credit to Hewson, CNBC. It's a good article. I just, you know, I think people need to read the article, not just the headline, and say, hey, they're shuttering all personal lines of credit, and understand what that means. Because if, if Hewson said, Wells Fargo is closing out the... I'm making up the, the name of the product here. The Opportunity Line of Credit product. No one knows what the fuck that means. But all personal lines of credit makes it sound like anything that you can borrow against from Wells Fargo is going away. And that is not the case. At Bank Better Guy on Twitter. At Notorious Banker on TikTok. Patreon.com slash Notorious Banker. Contribute at least $1 to this project. Allow the Notorious Banker to fight back against big banks. For the average customer, although Tim Tomasi, I don't know if I'd um, help you to be quite frank with you. Um, guys, like I said, you want to be upset with banks, that's your prerogative, and I say go for it. Especially the big ones, because they've caused so much harm. They've caused so much harm to me in my life, and I worked for one of them. But understand what you're mad at before you say that you're mad, because you're doing nothing but a disservice to the people who actually need help at banks. Because when 10,000 people are screaming at a bank for something that 9,000 of those people don't even know what it is, that's just going to make for a very stressful time for the, the few good employees at Wells Fargo or Bank of America or whatever that are there to actually help people. You know, because I used to eat shit for Bank of America decisions every single day for things that had nothing to do with the branch that I worked at. But you know what? I try to smile. I try to help people as much as I can. But whenever you take personal shots at someone or whenever you take a generalization of a, of a company off of one news item, it's just negativity for the sake of negativity. I want to help as many customers as I can um, come out of the brink of negativity and find a way to help them fight back against big banks. You saying, hey, this is a horrible thing um, without understanding what it is, is not helping. So my friends, I will talk to you again in a few days. My name is James, Notorious Banker. Thank you so much for listening to this emergency podcast. I really do appreciate it, and you have a great day.